Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's hard to believe we're on the 203rd podcast, and we're on the great Psalm, Psalm 23, and they're all great. We've we've talked about that. We've as we go through this, we've heard Stephanie and myself say things like, "This verse, this Psalm is really important to me." But I think I'd, I I think I've had at least several hundred people say to me in my lifetime since I became a born again Christian, even before then, that Psalm 23 changed their life. Mm-hmm. When was the first time that Psalm 23 really made an impact on you, you think? Wow. I don't, I don't know the first time. The last time I know was the day Charles was killed. Um, I remember quoting this psalm while I was holding him on our way to Bemenda. You know, that's some pretty depressing news there, but I'm so glad you had Psalm 23. I'm glad you share. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad that Stephanie freely shares with us. And I mean, quote in Psalm 23 in that terrible time. Um, was it strength? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew God's word was true. It was about the only thing I knew at that point. So. When you quote a verse, I mean, what happens when we quote, when we remember verses and quote it? think when you're in the midst of those times especially um that's when the word of god really becomes quick and powerful and it's alive yeah and, you know i don't yeah i don't know um i don't even think we understand the full power of the word of god but i know um ben has told me since then you know he said that kept me going I know it kept me going. It kept me from. So as you were driving, so is, is, is so so just to put this in, so I understand it because I, I, you know, you're like this onion that we keep on peeling back layers of here, and uh, and these are good layers. They're helping us. So you were quoting this psalm on the way to the hospital, or after you got to the hospital? No, on our way. On the way to the after, hospital. Right after he had been shot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, folks, with me as always is uh, Stephanie Wesco, and I know we hopped right in then, and and uh, we were, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Psalm 23 today, and the impact it's had on Stephanie's life. And I can say that the day my my mom went to heaven, the day mom passed away, I was in Virginia. She passed away in Connecticut with my sister Deborah there, and Deborah's with her in heaven now. And I can remember. Uh, I can remember Pastor David Moroz, Pastor Moroz, uh, our associate pastor at the time, our assistant pastor, whatever they called, whatever. You know, those names are all the same. But anyway, mm-hmm. I can remember him reading Psalm 23. Mm. And it had an impact on my life, and I counted on that. And uh, so, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and start off and read Psalm 23 for us? All right. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is, uh, beyond a doubt, I, I think a psalm of comfort, a psalm uh you know, it's, it's, there's assurance there. David's assuring himself that he's dwelling in a house, that all these things are going on, that the Lord is my shepherd. And so when we think of that term shepherd, what comes to mind? What is a shepherd? In, in the truest sense of sheep shepherd, the term shepherd coming from its primal place. From What is a shepherd? Well, I mean, in the simplest of terms, it's the, it's the man, it's the... One who takes care of a herd of sheep. Yeah. A herd of animals who are prone to hurt themselves and get into trouble. And the shepherd takes care of them. He makes sure they get their food. He makes sure they're in the shelter when they need it. He teaches them to follow his voice. Yeah. Boy. He takes, takes care of them constantly. And you want to make your shepherd happy. If you're a sheep, you know, so what would a singular sheep be? A sheep. I don't like that. Have you ever thought about that? Why would you call sheep sheep? Why would you call them sheeps? <laughs> I mean, why would a... How can singular be the same as plural? It is, Doug. I'm sorry. You want it's to get messed up? So I went to the, <laughs> I went to the Sergeant's Major Academy. I became a I Sergeant Major. I understand the English language. And I don't know why we called the Sergeant's Major Academy the Sergeant's Major Academy, not the Sergeant's Major's Academy, or the Sergeant Major. You see what I'm saying? I know, I know. There's some words in the English language that freak me out. Yeah, I get it. But I want to really talk about this shepherd thing. I really want to talk about uh, what a shepherd is, what a shepherd looks like, what the sheep look like. And would you, I I know I had asked Stephanie just before we came on to open to the book of Hebrews and... I think it's really important that we understand. Did you give me a chapter and I missed it? Oh, I'm sorry. We're, let's start in Hebrews 13, mm-hmm. uh, verse 20 and 21. So, I, I'm again, talking about this, this great shepherd that we have. He's not the shepherd. He's the great shepherd. Mm-hmm. He's the only shepherd. He's the shepherd that can give you eternal life. He's the shepherd that could lead you through your dark days. He's the shepherd that led you through. What city was Charles shot in? Um, he was shot in Bombay. 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 Yeah. Did I say it right? Pretty close. No, say it right. I want to get Bambui. this. Bombay. There's like a little bit of a an M B U I. Okay, Bombay. Yeah. Bombay. And then you you guys drove to what city? Bamenda. Bamenda. Okay, so it's really important that I just wanted to understand that because I want to remember the the missionary martyr of my generation and. Uh, but so, so you're over in Hebrews and we're talking about what the great shepherd is, that God, that, that person you were praying to as you quoted Psalm 23. What does the Bible tell us about him over there in Hebrews 13, 20 and 21? Paul says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
Man, he's working. Would you shoot back? I want to, I want to, in Hebrews again, mm -hmm. uh, to 414, going back about nine chapters. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, we just want to draw a picture of this, of this great shepherd to somehow uh, draw a picture that, that just helps us. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there, there, are, there are so many things in a person's life where you need a great shepherd, and it's everything, really. And uh, especially those sorrowful, you know, certainly this psalm deals with the sorrowful. When I think of Psalm 23, I think of death. I also think of life. I think of all those things. But what is it telling us over in Hebrews 4.14? Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now shoot over 3 to 725. All right. 725. This is the last one in Hebrews, uh, Sister Stephanie. All right. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. So, again, going back to what the shepherd is and what, what God is. And so you read a few things. Mm -hmm. So he's that. He's the Savior. He can take mm -hmm. care of all of us. But he's also, there's a piece in there of intercession. There's a piece yep. in there of making our lives perfect. So, so this shepherd, this great shepherd is uh he's our savior he's everything now do you remember the day when he became your great shepherd i mean you're five years old what do you remember from that day being five years old i remember very clearly um coming at coming to a point of where it hit me i'm gonna die and go to hell i do not know jesus as my savior and if i were to die i would go to hell right now, now. what triggered it i mean what nothing what? i i do not remember and I mean, I know we were having family devotions, but I don't remember anything dad was reading. I honestly don't remember that there was any specific trigger at that point, except that my parents had been teaching me memory verses and had been talking to me about it, you know, from the time I was born. Um, I think the Holy Spirit of God just, that's when that light bulb came on. Yeah. And. And that's quite a light bulb to come on. It is. And, uh. You know, folks, it's the greatest light bulb in my life that happened to me. And I remember <clears throat> kind of a lot like Stephanie. You know, it, you can be five or you can be 31 years old like I was. Or really, I was 32 years old. So, um, and, and my dear friend, the first Christian I ever know, the only man I ever knew that shared the gospel, that told me that Jesus Christ died for him, the only person in those first 30 years, plus a couple, that ever told me uh, that I needed to know for sure I was saved, that Christ saves, that God saves. He became my great shepherd on October 15, 1993 at Fort Bliss, Texas on Biggs Army Airfield, uh, kneeling on the floor of the Sergeant Major's, the Sergeant's Major Academy. Uh, I received Christ as my Lord and Savior. So the great shepherd can shepherd you anywhere. Yeah. I think that's the important thing that... <clears throat> we all need to understand here is the great shepherd can lead you from anywhere. The great shepherd and, and uh, uh, 
you know, he, right where you are, friends, and, mm-hmm. and, and many of you that are in the midst of trials, and we've had a trial this week, Stephanie. I mean, this is, this month, I mean, this has been, this has been a lousy couple of weeks for us, yeah. really. It has. And, uh, and some of the folks listening to us are in the middle of a lousy year or a lousy lifetime or a lousy, uh, I don't know what the case is, but the great shepherd, your leader doesn't leave you behind. No matter how bad the day is, you never leave people behind. You know, in the Army, you know, the first thing they teach you when you go to your first leadership school is... Never leave uh, your partner. What's that? Something along the lines of never leave your partner. No, you never leave your soldiers. And you always need to be in front of them. See, I was thinking fireproof. Figured it had to be something along those lines. You know, when a movie's good enough that you're quoting fireproof, uh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. And I thought Kurt Cameron, you know, he came off as a jerk in the beginning. He did a good job. He did a real good job. In the camp with the cross. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about the camp more with these folks right Yes, here. that's right. And we the do. great. We got to talk all the time. We can talk whatever we want about PTSD training. And God has given us liberty. Yep. We have liberty. We have, we've been released. And you just turned to a verse. Go ahead and read it to us. No, I no, no. I was turning back to Psalm 23. Are you sure? I am sure. <clears throat> okay. All right. So I really wanted to, I really wanted to talk about Psalm 23 and and uh, um, and talk about what's going on. And and you know, I can't help but think about when we're not following the shepherd. And I, I was thinking about Moses the other day, and it just kind of—I wasn't reading. I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't reading about Moses. I wasn't. But I thought about Moses the other day in, in context to the junk we were going through. You know, we had yeah. some evil folks come in our life that make believe that Christians kind of thing or Christians that are evil. I, I don't know how to say it. How do you say that? I could use some words that I'll abstain yeah, from. Yeah, because, because you're better at that than I am. But anyway, so... <laughs> Why did, why did Moses wander around for 40 years? What do you think happened to old Moses? You're talking when he was a shepherd? Yeah. I think God was teaching him how to lead the children of Israel. He you know, that's some trained. pretty heavy stuff he had right to, there. He had to learn patience on a whole new level because he was going to have to take care of the children of Israel, and that was going to be very stressful thing. And so God Boy, that'll was, preach right there, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, there's a lot of shepherds. I mean, you look at Abel. He was the first shepherd. Wow. And he ended up dying. That didn't work out well for him, did it? He was killed. By who? By his brother. Oh, by whom? Is that by who or by whom? By whom. Whom, because I use the word by. Mm-hmm. So if you say who, you don't say whom. Right. But you say by whom. Right. Okay, folks, that's, that's free. That's a free lesson on the English language as we're, as we're going through the Bible. And uh, there's one of us that's better at the English language than the other. And I'll let you guess who that is. Oh, not. So, so Abel, why, why? Okay, so we know that there's Abel and Cain and their brothers. Mm-hmm. And whose kids were they? Adam and Eve's. They were the third and fourth people. On all of earth. On, on the whole earth, yep. So, folks... I got bad news for you. There are 7 billion people on earth right now. And the third and fourth people of all eternity, of all life that were put on this earth by God, uh, 
They didn't get along. And it wasn't Abel's fault. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't think that was a... I think... In every relationship, there's a knucklehead. Half of the population is knuckleheads. In every relationship, there's a knucklehead. And the good news is... is and you I'm got... just going to raise my hand that I'm the knucklehead in No, ours. no, no, you're not a knucklehead. And, uh, but listen, here, here's the important thing here. And uh, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Your shepherd is Jesus Christ. Your shepherd, you're the sheep, you follow. Uh, he's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to take you to a bad place. You're in leadership training right now. You're in trials. That's leadership training. You're wandering around somewhere for 40 years learning. That's okay. That's leadership training. You're having a bad day. That's leadership training. You're raising your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to interrupt you too bad. I, I, I didn't know whether you were doing a Pentecostal thing or whether you were just. Oh, that'd be a lot higher. You know, that'd be the window. No, no. I know thing. some Pentecostal people that are down low. But anyway, they're, they're lower <laughs> Pentecostal people. You, you were up. Uh, Okay, anyway, go ahead. I do. No. I've seen them before when you go to church. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about Tim They come Hawkins. to Baptist church and they okay. don't know how to handle it, so they pull the hand out. I'm, just, I'm, he I'm hearing Tim Hawkins on that whole subject. It's oh, okay. cracking me up inside. All right. Well, I don't know Tim, so. Um, so, no, I was thinking one of the incredible things about a shepherd that comes out in this first verse is David was a shepherd. He was. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. That's a fact. And then the next fact he gives, I shall not want, is I shall not want. And there's something about a shepherd that has to be selfless. They're, they have to do what they're doing because they love their sheep, not because the sheep are always sweet or obedient or use the heads God's given them because sheep can be very stupid. They can get themselves in very bad situations and... Um, yeah. They can just be real dumb, to be quite honest. Yeah. And David, they're not good looking. They're not like Thor. No. They're not good no. looking. Lambs are adorable, though, just like little kids. The little you lambs, know? yeah. Oh, little lambs. Mary we, had a little our lamb. Our rental house was yeah. by a, um, a pasture where there was a herd of sheep. And the lambs, Emmy would go out and imitate them. It was adorable. But I th So if I th you don't know who Emmy is, Emmy is the youngest of the Wesco children. And her name is Emmeline, and it's so it's E M M E. So I've been calling her Emmy Line, and she likes that better she than Emmeline. She does now. She likes that better. Yeah, I like it better. But yeah. but I think there's something about a shepherd, and I think of where Jesus said, "I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep." Yeah, and, isn't and it, the, that's that's what summed up, and I shall not want. But, you know, there's no mistake in that God would take a shepherd boy. Oh, to write this. And it would inspire the yep. words. And, and, you know, I'm one of these guys. God gave David every word. But, mm -hmm. but God also gave David every single experience of his life. That's right. Every single thing in David's life made David. And, and folks, every single thing in your life, for those of you who listen to us right now, every single thing in their lives make them. And we got to remember that. Well, so, and David was yeah. this kind of shepherd. He was the kind of shepherd that David's sheep, if they could have talked, would have said, David is my shepherd, I shall not want. David was a picture of, of Jehovah in the sense of that's how he took care of his sheep. He, there was a lion, there was a bear that came after David's sheep, and David could have run. He could have, 
he could have taken the easy way out and he killed a lion and a bear to take care of his flock to protect them and I think it's very important um, to point out that David was a youth when he did that he had a backbone yeah. he was a man well there's so he many people without a backbone up. today and yeah and that's and David didn't kill Goliath he wasn't willing to confront the giant of Goliath overnight David had been practicing giving his life, so to speak, for the sheep, for those he loved, for the sheep he loved. And so taking on Goliath, he had been practicing. And there's a sense in which when the Goliaths come in your life, if you have not been faithful at being willing to lay down your life on a daily basis for those God has put in your path to watch over, to care for, to love, when those giants come, you will not have the courage and the fortitude to take them down if you have not no, been, a, see, this is good. been the, a man on a daily basis and being that shepherd. Because this is what God, the God who lives in us is this, is this shepherd. No, see, this is good. I really like this. I like where you're going here. And, and, and I, think, I think the important thing here is to say at this point that we all need to be practicing every single day. We need to be practicing right. to take out Goliath. We need to be ready to take out Goliath. Yep. We need to be, and, and so if you're going to be a shepherd, mm-hmm. and, and if and you're going to be are. a leader. If we're, if, if we're doing what God wants under us shepherd, to do, really. yeah. we will all be a form of an under-shepherd. Right, there's only one Mothers, great shepherd. Mothers, fathers, yep. we are all, we're all making, we're all having an influence on someone else. And we've got to be good. And, and, you know, and I know that... We're supposed I, to be all in. And, and this, mean, is the th- this is the thing, though, Stephanie. Think about this for a minute. And this is the thing. This is the thing that messes us all up. You know, all of us listening and stuff. Some of us say, well, I'm not good enough. Well, um, Philippians, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So if you have Jesus And if an old Christian you, killer says that, yeah. Yes, if, if you are a child of God... And God has put other people in your path to influence, and he does that to every one of his children. And listen, here's something that's going to mess you up. All right. So we need to go back to this. So you know how people come up to you and say, that's not going to be part of my identity. Everything in our life is part of our identity. Unfortunately, yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, but you know what? It doesn't have to be a bad part of your identity. Well, you can choose... It's like Joseph, you can either choose, even David. Look at all the things David went through in his life. That's why we have the book of Psalms. David, all of the trials David went through from, in a sense, David was rejected by his brothers. You know, I mean, he was the kid. They sent him out to the field to take care of the sheep. Yeah, they brought the the older brothers in. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to look clean and classy and perfect from when Samuel showed up. Yeah. And... So they got the showers, they got the shave, they, they got, They put the cologne know. on and, and we're looking all spiffy. And God was like, I don't care a hoot what that look, what, what you look like on the outside if your inside stinks. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, you look at all the Bible characters that we look at as heroes, part of their identities yeah. is the breaking process as each of them went through. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, so going back to what I, back to where we were going and you handled that good and, and talking about these people 
who've been through terrible things in many cases. You know, we're talking about people who've seen terrible things like you, maybe in war, maybe first responders, maybe been molested, maybe been hurt, have lived in terrible abuse most of their life and stuff like that. And, and so we're telling them that there's this great shepherd. Mm-hmm. And, and, and folks, we're telling you that because it's true. There's this great God. There's this Jesus Christ. There's this Lamb of God. There's this, uh, the shepherd that you can follow, the shepherd that can take you out of that hole. And, and folks, listen, and I want to say this, and we mean to say this so often, is if, if you're in an abuse situation, go to the police. Yeah. If you're in an abuse situation, tell somebody. Yeah. I don't care who's doing the abuse. You, nobody gets abused. Right. We don't live in that area code. Nope. We, don't, we don't live in that zip code. Nobody gets abused. Nobody yeah. lives under that set of circumstances. So get out. I mean, yeah. whatever it takes, dial 911. Do whatever it yeah. takes. Don't be hurt. Yeah. But once you're th- through the terrible abuse, you're through that part of your life, whatever it may have been, a lot of the people that we talk to are military people who saw and went through terrible things, and they're trying to make sense of seeing these terrible things, of going through these terrible things, then landing on a plane somewhere in the United States and getting in a car with their husbands, wives, whatever, families, and driving home, and you've been there, getting on that plane, landing in Indianapolis, that bus picking you up and the kids, and uh, uh, and you're a widow and all that. How do you make sense of that? You can't humanly. Yeah. How do you get through that? You get through it with Psalms like this. Yeah. And, um, I remember so many times, you know, we're going to get to verse four, but I think I've come to the point of realizing that that valley of the shadow of death yeah. Is something someone with PTSD walks through that valley of the shadow of death sometimes every day. Yeah. Where you have the flashbacks and you have those floods of emotion and yeah. memories or um, triggers that just send you plummeting, it seems like, towards the, you know, the bottom of a ravine. And, um, when David says, I shall not want, at the end of that verse 1, he's going to show us all the ways that God helps us to not want. And I remember um, in those few weeks after Charles' memorial service, um, just being dark. I don't know any other way to put it. Yeah. There was no light in my life um, other than God's word. Yeah. And um, even people. I, I would have preferred to lived in mammoth cave honestly at that point it would have been way yeah more peaceful and um i remember i know god doesn't speak to us audibly but i remember so much feeling like he did and i remember saying to god one day god it's totally dark i see absolutely no light in life ever again Mm. and it was like god said to me that's okay because I'm here with you in the dark. Just hold my hand and just just follow me. Yeah. And I think that's what Psalm 23 is all about is we are going to go through dark spells. David went through those spells and he encouraged himself in the Lord because God was his shepherd and God promises to take care of us. And I think that's the bottom line of Psalm 23 yep. 
is that's who our, our God is the one who not only is willing, laid down his life for us, willingly yeah. laid down his life for us, but he's there to meet our needs and to watch over us and to get us through those yeah. times. He's the only leader, the only leader you need. Yeah. He's the only leader that won't let you down. I mean, we've heard of great leaders. I have a friend I, I just read yesterday. He's a Facebook friend. I think we shook hands once a long time ago. He's a Medal of Honor winner from Vietnam, and uh, Gary. And uh, I really don't know how to say his last name. Forgive me on that. But he, he became a born-again Christian. But he was a guy who was paralyzed from the waist down. Temporarily, he was shot. He was hit with bullets. And they wrapped him up, and they carried him around because he was the only medic in his company. And they would hold him over people while he couldn't walk. And he was bandaging up people and stopping them from dying on the battlefield. He found out the day before yesterday he has pancreatic cancer. We don't know what level it's at. He's in his 70s. and uh, He's calling out to the great shepherd. And that's where we're going with this, folks. Listen, is, hey, is this a song? Is this one of the verse songs you sing? Is Psalm 23 a song? Oh, there's a lot of song, um, songs based on. But it's not one you Psalm guys sang in church or anything like that. Mm-mm. No. All right. Well, you got to give us a verse of a song ending up. We're, we're a little bit longer than usual today, but we need to end with a song. So listen, folks, here's the bottom line. Here's everything right here in a nutshell is there's a great shepherd. His name's Jesus Christ. In a minute, we're going to tell you all about him. But give us a verse or something, whatever you think would help us right now. Wow. Um, how about the chorus of There's a Light from Heaven? Okay. There's a light from heaven that never dims the hope of glory. Our eyes turn to him. The Savior is waiting to guide you through and share abundant life with you. Folks, I think it's the only podcast co-host I know that can belt out a song that her and I wrote and just never forget a word. Listen, we love you guys. Honestly, look to the great shepherd. Follow these words right here. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.